highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by punish? How are you punishing somebody who's not of African descent, whose whose relatives and family and ancestors were in slavery? Who cares whether or not they feel bad about it? Their families didn't well, die on boats and ships. Their families weren't beat right. and hung. Their families weren't lynched. Well, so why would we care? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Are you, you going to let me question. finish or you're going to keep interrupting me? I don't know what's in a person's heart. <laughs> so I'm not going to say whether or not they're racist, whether they're black or white. You can do things that indicate whether or not you're racist, but I don't know what's in a person's heart. I think many times black people are held to a higher standard and they do one little thing wrong and all of a sudden they are castigated for the rest of their lives. Because that's what a lot of white people do to black people. One black guy does something wrong, they're all bad. What do you do about offsetting that? Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. All right, welcome back to The Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Earl Ingram filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, if you don't know by now. Uh, Live from American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City, you can call in The Truth Line at uh, 833 212-1017. Hit the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. Follow 1017 The Truth on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Download 1017 The Truth app in the Apple and Android uh, app stores. Listen to us live from The Truth app or at 101.7thetruth.com. Never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms. The Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. <laughs> That's a mouthful, right? Yeah. You knew all that. Man, it's, you know, I'm running short on breath yeah. <laughs> uh, before I get through all that. But anyway, yeah. uh, Sheriff Renee Lucas is in the studio. You know, uh, Sheriff Lucas, um, you talked about a 42. Uh, million dollar budget 47 47 mm-hmm. million dollar budget mm-hmm. and i can't even that it's hard for me to even wrap my mind around law enforcement agency as important as yours uh and all the things you do and 47 million dollars is all that's allocated um i was asking you before uh, with all of the money that's been coming to the state, uh, the city, and all of these things would build back better under President uh, Biden and the money that is really, man, the things that are, are about to happen um, with the $1.5 billion, trillion dollars, trillion dollars that's just been uh, okayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, stimulus package, not stimulus, infrastructure. but infrastructure, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's 3.5 trillion more that is going to deal with people for the most part, um, and yet uh, I'm thinking, how much of that have you gotten? I know the city got 400 million. I know the county got a couple hundred million. The state got 2.4 billion. 
And uh, I would think that certainly they'd have a couple nickels for an old guy like you, old shoe like you. Well, Earl, I can say I'm hopeful that the people of Milwaukee County are watching how Milwaukee County and the city are spending those dollars that came from the federal government here. Uh, I think both the city as well as the county have put together a task force as to how they were going to administer and distribute the funds. Uh, and again, this sheriff is going to be calling on uh, the county to provide more resources for uh, personnel, for equipment, uh, for things, Earl, that we've asked for. And I say we, the people have asked for. For example, uh, uh, one of the proposals that I'm uh, going to make is uh, we have seen that uh, body cameras have a place in American law enforcement today. While they're not a panacea, and I've said this going back almost 10 or 15 years ago, they're not the panacea. Uh, they don't answer every and all questions. But nonetheless, the people of Milwaukee County has said we want transparency. Uh, we want openness in our law enforcement. And the one way we can do that, one of the ways that we can do that, is provide the people uh, that are doing the job with uh, those body cameras. Well, Earl, I'm asking for that so that we can have it on our deputies in our courts, in our jails, and on our streets so that we can ensure that to the people that the transparency that they're asking for that they receive. And um, again, like anything, it's a small ask, but it takes a will, a determination that we really want to provide that. Uh, we also uh, need, uh, uh, we can't have a cop on every corner in America, but certainly uh, we can uh, utilize technology in ways, uh, a drone program, uh, which is, I think, one of the tools that law enforcement has at its disposal to be a first responder to situations just like what we had yesterday with down trees, down power lines, uh, and things of that nature. That drone can go in there and make a determination and an assessment without putting other people's lives in jeopardy uh, and, and threatening the lives of those deputies. Uh, and the same things, too, when we're looking for lost uh, seniors or lost uh, children um, in marshes and in fields and other places like that. That drone has the ability to go and do things that a deputy or an officer does not. So those are tools that uh, we can utilize uh, to enhance our ability to deliver services to the people. So this sheriff is going to be out here fighting for the people of Milwaukee County, ensuring that we get the resources from all of those dollars that have come into Milwaukee County and doing all of our uh, level best to make Milwaukee County a strong and a safe community for business, for entertainment, for certainly uh, an NBA championship and hopefully in October a World Series uh, uh, title. Uh, we can do all of those things, but we can't do it if we don't have a strong um, a law enforcement apparatus keeping our community strong and safe. I, I got to tell you, uh, Sheriff Lucas, I am I'm dumbfounded, uh, to say the least, I can't believe that the sheriff's department don't have cameras, number one, because that battle and fight for cameras is now a decade or so, two decades old. I yep. mean, that's this is not new technology. Yep. And I would have thought that all police departments or law enforcement, by now knowing the impact that cameras have had, that that. Pilot tricksters would make sure 
that law enforcement would have that. And, and especially the people in the community who've been fighting for justice and, and, and to be able to, to see what has occurred, to know that law and that the Sheriff's Department of Milwaukee County does not have that is a travesty. The other thing, as far as the drones, you know, the drones, absolutely, that's technology, again, that is absolutely uh, necessary. And anybody who thinks that is not uh, is, you know, is short-sighted. And whatever it costs, it will pay for itself in the fact that you won't be wasting manpower and manpower time when that drone, and I've seen people operate them, law, the, the, the city of Milwaukee Police Department and what they do with the drones, I mean, it's, you know, it is, it is really unbelievable un, uh, that you don't have that now. Again, and these are all things that people were, took to the streets last year following the murder of George Floyd at the hands of four former Minneapolis police officers and said, we want this of our law enforcement. And who were they saying that to? Those people uh, responsible for providing the budgets to uh, law enforcement, whether it's at the federal, at the state, or at the local levels. And now here we are going into the fall in the budget cycle. Uh, this sheriff is going to say, well, I'm going to take one more step um, in this thus far two and a half year journey of mine in trying to enhance and improve this organization, make this organization what the people elected me uh, uh, to do when I came in in 2019 is to uh, change the, the, the dialogue and the discourse in this uh, organization uh, to make this organization deliver the level of service uh, that we, uh, that people of Milwaukee County truly deserve. And again, uh, treat everybody with dignity and respect. You know, Earl, one, one area where we cannot discount uh, the work that has gone on and the appreciation is not shown is the correctional officers here in uh, Milwaukee County. When I came to office in 2019, we had just had a horrible period in the annals of Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office where seven people died in an 18-month span, right. including a man lie on the floor for seven whole days without Asked any food. Water, uh, right. ab absolutely unconscionable. But I came in and said, hey, look, we're going to treat everybody with dignity and respect including the very people that work in those conditions, Earl, when we ask them to be their very best, very best when the people that they encounter are sometimes at their worst. But yet we they were getting paid uh, way under what their counterparts in surrounding communities uh, are being paid. And so we fought to get increases in 2019 and 2020. Yet here we still are outpaced by surrounding communities, three, four, five dollars and racing just passed an amendment a week or two ago um, up in their pay of correctional officers, putting us again in a situation where either our people, they see that and they leave because they got to make decisions for their families, for the best interests of their families. Again, it makes it challenging for this sheriff to uh, recruit, to uh, train and retain people when, again, they're not being paid commensurate what their uh, counterparts are receiving, uh, as well as this constant narrative of, uh, of defunding. It's just really is, is, is having a, a corrosive effect on us. And let me say, Earl, we've been able to accomplish in the two and a half years we've been in office. We have just received the National uh, Commission on uh, Correctional Health Care uh, standard of accreditation 
Um, something that many have said it would never be achieved here in Milwaukee County. We did that in the jail. And now we're hopeful that the monitor who has been monitoring the Christensen consent decree here in Milwaukee County for over 20 years uh, that have kept Milwaukee County with a certain cap of uh, limits and, and the number of people that is in, in our care, as well as the health care. We're hopeful uh, that that monitor will say that we have enough faith and trust in the sheriff and his administration uh, to treat people with dignity and respect that we no longer have to have that uh, consent decree on. If we are able to do those things, Earl, then uh, we uh, have demonstrated that we are the right people at the right time doing the right things for Milwaukee County. All right. That's uh, Sheriff Ernell Lucas. We've got to go to a break. Uh, you're tuned in to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Earl Ingram filling in for Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. name and music is my game and WAW is my claim to fame. I'm the best that ever did it and got away with it. 42 across the chest, 29 across the waist and I got a built-in love machine. Oh, that's a different time. Oh, uh, welcome back to the uh, <laughs> Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Earl Ingram filling in for Dr. Ken Harris. Uh, my guest is Sheriff Ernell Lucas. Uh, man, you know, uh, when that came out, man, I was 16 years old. And uh, it sounds as good today as it did then. That's that's the way the music was back then. Man. Uh, the greatest uh, four-part harmony group of all time. Uh, there, that's right, uh, uh, Earl. Yeah, well, you're the sheriff, man. I, I can I, I can argue with you. Yeah. You know. You got some assistance with you. I'm all alone, man. What, what am I going to do? Yeah, uh, due to budget cuts, I only got two. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm told at one time it was a high of five. Yeah. But, uh, I only had two. <laughs> you know, man, it's, it's so good, man, to have a sheriff with a sense of humor um, because you have a, a very difficult uh, job. It's tough. Tell me a little bit, man, about how... Uh, what it feels like when you, uh, when your people, uh, you get that call, and so people don't don't understand uh, 
what a person really goes through in law enforcement. Um, you know, they've got families they want to get home to, uh, but it is it is something that only law enforcement uh, understands. It is truly uh, a calling. Uh, Earl, to be in this noble profession of law enforcement as someone who I tell the story of being a young boy who was encountered by a police officer um, at age 12 on the corner of 2nd and Burl. I accused me of stealing a purse, and I told him, no, I didn't. And he said, yes, you did. I'm going to have you identified by this woman. I said, sir, you can do that, but, you know, if you she doesn't identify me, please take me back over to this store. I was headed to to get groceries for my grandmother because she'd be upset. And it was in that moment, uh, Earl, that that officer sped away. And it was in that moment I knew what I wanted to do with my life. When you think about the encounters that black and brown people have with law enforcement today versus the encounter that I had, um, what's different about it? You know, there was a lot more trust in the profession, a lot more trust in the community. People respected their police. Uh, people um, uh, looked for their police to be there. Um, and all of that has been lost. But uh, for me... Uh, it's a high calling, and certainly um, we need uh, young people to join this profession who can take a negative, like I did, and turn it into a positive. All the young people that cried out during the summer of last year and still out there on the front lines today, if only some of them would put the signs down uh, and, 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 and put the uniform on and the badge on and go out here and now serve and protect this community— then we can see the positive change that we're asking for, just like uh, I did 46 years ago when I came into this profession, Earl. So um, it is truly a, a humbling and rewarding and gratifying uh, profession. It's simply just not police responding to calls for service. There are so many aspects, whether you enjoy photography, whether you enjoy uh, drawing, sketch artists we need, whether you can, can communicate, speech writing and or uh, writing press releases and things of that nature, or if you have a gift of the sciences, uh, the DNA and other things like that, whatever your career path is, let uh, law enforcement be an avenue by which for you to uh, matriculate to whatever your chosen profession may be. So, so what is the process? I mean, what what do you uh, what do you need to have uh, in order to apply, and and how do you go about doing that? Well. If you're asking for your own purposes, Earl, um, uh, unfortunately, we cannot discriminate um, So uh, because of age. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, age, age 21, um, a, a valid driver's license, um, a high school diploma or equivalent, and to be able to ta- uh, pass a, uh, a physical uh, and a... Um, a uh, drug screen, and again, that's 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 the basic elements of becoming uh, a sheriff's deputy. Twenty-two weeks at our academy, we have some of the finest uh, training in in the country um, in our academy. I'm proud to say, and 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 now you know, unlike Earl, and this is in all seriousness, when you and I came into the workplace uh, um, on the edge of the baby boom generation, we came in because of what the pay was and what the benefits uh, were. But now 
understanding what young people want to be. They want to be a part of something that makes a difference, that makes a change. They want to have flexibility. They want to be able to do more things, be part of a team, a winning team. And they can do all of that in law enforcement. Um, it's just like anything, taste and see or take that first step. And before you know it, uh, it becomes uh, a journey uh, and a career. And and um, so many have uh, making that taking that call, many uh, that have gone on, um, you know, um, um, Felmer Cheney, who came from this community, served uh, Judson Minor, the very first uh, black police officer here in Milwaukee, uh, in the city of Milwaukee, and others like uh, um, Sheriff Richard Artisan, who uh, was formerly headed uh, this agency that I now have the privilege of, of, of commanding, as well as Arthur Jones, all products uh, and walked the streets of this community and went on to serve this noble profession. So let's do this. We've got... Uh Oh, okay, not yet. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something, uh, Sheriff Lucas. If 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 we can get uh, people who are listening right now who may have a uh, young man or a young 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 woman who are young and don't know what they want to do uh, with their lives and are bouncing around uh, jobs bouncing around and, and struggling to make ends meet. Uh, certainly, the Sheriff's Department pays a livable wage and offers benefits where you can begin to uh, do some great things with, the, with your life. You can realize the American dream. So, so what, what, who, where do they call? Where do they begin? Um, I would direct everybody to the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office uh, webpage, uh, Milwaukee uh, county.gov click on the link that says milwaukee county sheriff's office um, and click on uh, the link to employment and there's opportunities there or you can contact us by calling the general number at 414-278-4700 and we'll return your call because uh, we're out here trying to recruit earl in the world today as we see with uh, the challenges that Summerfest is facing, getting staff uh, for this year's festival, that restaurants and employers are having uh, challenges in uh, getting um, waiters um, and bartenders and the like. And all other professions are having uh, recruiting. This is a challenging time that we live in today. Everybody's competing for the best and the brightest, and we're no different than that. And we want those very people so that, again, that we can do uh, the things um, uh, that the people of this community and of this country uh, are asking and deserve. All right. Um, one call, that's one all. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right. Now is your chance to be our one call, that's all, daily cash giveaway winner. Be caller number five right now. Uh, and be the winner of $101.70. Remember, if you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices now. One call, that's all. Be caller number five and win this money from the one call, that's all, daily cash giveaway. Uh, For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Uh, oh, and the, you, the number to call is 833-212-1017.
This Associated Bank Sports Update on 101.7 The Truth is powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Greg Matzik. The Milwaukee Brewers begin the day with a seven-game lead over the Reds for first place in the National League Central. Milwaukee continues its series in Chicago against the Cubs at Wrigley Field tonight with Corbin Burns earning the start. Coverage begins following the 6 o'clock news on 620 WTMJ. A veteran rest day for Aaron Rodgers, who was not expected to play Saturday night when the Packers begin the preseason against the Houston Texans. Jordan Love, one of the many young players expected to earn significant time for Matt LaFleur. You know, give us a good chance to see a lot of our guys go out there and compete. Um, and then going into next week, it'll be fun to get to practice versus another team. The Packers will conduct a pair of joint practices with the Jets next week Wednesday and Thursday. This sports update presented by Associated Bank, proudly supporting our hometown teams. Member FDIC. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to The Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Earl Ingram filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, live from American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Uh, congratulations to our winner, Dwayne. Uh, be sure to follow 1017 The Truth on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to find out when we will be having our next one call. That's all. Daily cash giveaway tomorrow. Shout out to Gruber Law Offices for teaming up with us for this cash giveaway on the line now is our winner all right Dwayne all right yes sir yeah Dwayne how you doing man I'm good sir what you gonna do with the money man well um I think I'll uh pay some bills (laughs) all right man (laughs) Uh, what station made you a winner? Oh, 101.7. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm enjoying the interview with the sheriff. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and uh, Winky, Winky Dinky Blue. Uh, or oh, Winky Blue. Uh, <laughs> Winky. Uh, go ahead, man. What's your question? Hey, good, good afternoon to you. I wanted to ask you, Chef. Chef, have they opened up the visiting, um, the visiting back up down in, in, in the jail? At this time right now, uh, Winky, uh, uh, thanks for uh, the question. Uh, we're under the, the CDC uh, guidelines and the county guidelines for um, not allowing, uh, diminishing, uh, uh, minimizing the amount of contact that we have in, in our in our jail. So for that reason, uh, we haven't yet. I want to get it open to your question as soon as uh, we can. We thought we were turning the corner, uh, Winky. Uh, July 1st, we went back to open meetings uh, to um, people coming into uh, the sheriff's department down in the courthouse. Uh, but now, because of the um, uh, Delta uh, uh, variant, uh, we've had to turn the corner and go back the other direction. So um, it's been a long haul for the last 18 months. Uh, we've just got to uh, go a little bit longer. 
Okay, one other question. You said you were going to second or third and uh, like What store were you going to? Uh, Nationals at that time, or or, or Lowe's drugstore up on Green Bay? If they, if See, man, you don't you, <laughs> you don't know you don't know. Uh, uh, listen in and, and <laughs> Russell's <laughs> Russell's Foods, one hundred one East Burleigh, one hundred one East Burleigh, Russell's Foods. Okay, okay. I know. Yeah, I went to Fifth Street School. I don't know what school you went to. Victor Burger. Uh, Victor Burger. Yeah, that area. Yeah, Victor Burger. All right, all right, Thank you very much. You know, uh, Sheriff Lucas. Uh, let's talk about the impact that the coronavirus has had on your department, on the way. Uh, law enforcement, what you guys are doing, uh, not only the the initial uh, COVID-19, but also now that it looked like we were turning the corner, uh, the Delta variant the, and the impact that that's had on law enforcement. Well, as uh, uh, Winky indicated, you know, one of the first steps we had to uh, uh, do was uh, limit the amount of contact in our jail. So as a result, uh, we uh, we had to uh, turn uh, visiting into uh, virtual or uh, right. uh, visits uh, for uh, those persons in our care. And um, then we had to start minimizing the uh, people coming in and out of our, our facility. We partnered with uh, our other partners in the state to reduce uh, the uh, population down in the jail. And uh, we were able uh, to do that along with the proper protocols of certainly masking, um, uh, proper PPE, social distancing, uh, and other things uh, to uh, minimize the effects of COVID in our jail such that that at no time did we have a high double-digit number of COVID positives in our jail. Uh, we were able to minimize it because we had single sales, uh, which were consistent with uh, uh, protocols, recommendations from uh, uh, national um, correctioning uh, uh, bodies. Uh, so we were adhering to all those things. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I couldn't have been more proud of our people. Our people were still working. They were still very uh, productive uh, out there uh, on the freeways, in our parks. Um, and all throughout Milwaukee County, uh, serving the people of Milwaukee County uh, during COVID uh, in 2020 and here in 2021. Uh, again, we we say at the sheriff's office that we are held to a higher standard and that we ought to be proud. We're proud of the fact because, again, uh, we uh, nobody holds us to an even higher standard than ourselves. We're going to hold ourselves accountable. So we've been, uh, as I indicated uh, to the caller, uh, we've had to turn the corner, go back. Now we are wearing our mask uh, out in public and minimizing contacts in our facilities and other things. Earl, we've got to get people to do the right things when it comes to this uh, virus. Uh, if uh, people want their believe that they are individuals and uh, don't have concern for their a fellow man or woman, uh, then we're going to continue this throughout 21 and on into 22. I'm hopeful that people can move away from the partisan uh, narratives of the vaccine and the virus, do the right things for everyone, and hopefully we can get beyond this and start moving forward in this country. You don't have the ability as the sheriff to mandate vaccines for deputies, do you? Is that something that has to come through? Uh, the the county board. 
we've been following all along the guidelines from the um, CDC, CDC and from the county. Um, and and certainly uh, there's not been a mandate for uh, employees, members uh, to uh, get the vaccine. You start to see around the country now some employers are starting to do that. You're starting to hear that either uh, members are being required to get vaccinated and or to take a test with some frequency and everything like that. So uh, communities all across the country are looking at creative ways to respond to the issue. And we're no different. Uh, but again, we've been following protocols from the CDC in Milwaukee County. Uh, you know, it's you you it's just one challenge after another. I mean, it's almost like, you know, nothing can, uh, nothing ever is easy. Uh, it looked like you were turning the corner. Now they can go back and go through this all over again. Does that take away from other things that are important? Well, by all means, it does. Uh, again, when you think about law enforcement and the whole concept of community policing, uh, which means that the police are the community and the community are the police. It uh, it means that we work together, we partner together, uh, we come together to solve issues in our community. When the COVID came along, of course, by because of social distancing, that became the antithesis of who we are and what we're all about in law enforcement, meaning that we were moving away from the very people that we uh, serve in this community. So it's been a challenge for us. Uh, we would have hoped by now we could have moved on and start doing some other things. But, uh, again, we still have a ways to go uh, in this community, in this country, uh, to rid this, uh, get rid of this uh, insidious uh, virus. And then we can start really doing those things, partnering with the community, working on some of the crime issues that we see uh, in our streets, on our streets and the recklessness that we see on our freeways. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do, and we'd like to uh, focus on that and not have to worry about this vaccine, uh, this virus. So, so for people who don't uh, know uh, Sheriff Lucas, uh, like myself, before I had the conversation with you uh, during the break, uh, you know, people listening might not uh, know why uh, police and sheriffs and the, sher the police and the sheriff's department uh, aren't working in conjunction. Uh, can you explain why you, you guys, for the most part, don't work in conjunction? Well, as I, I laid out, uh, the sheriff's office is a constitutional office here in this state and in every state. And again, we have uh, the five primary uh, uh, response uh, authorities that I mentioned earlier. I'll say it for listeners that just may be tuning in. Uh, the sheriff is responsible for the airports, the Milwaukee County Courts, uh, the Milwaukee County Jail, our freeway systems and our parks. Uh, municipal police departments, and there's 19 here in Milwaukee County, they're responsible for calls for services within those communities. So the Milwaukee Police Department, being the largest municipality in Milwaukee County, uh, responds to call for service, 911 calls, and other uh, first responder calls uh, within the city, just like West Dallas, Brown Deer, Franklin, South Milwaukee, and other places. So that's kind of the distinction of uh, a sheriff's office and a, um, a municipal police uh, agency. Now, having said that, there are a number of things that we do collaborate, partner on. 
one of the best examples, more recent examples, and a very uh, uh, positive one was the work that we did in the Deer District and surrounding Pfizer Forum and the Bucks run to an NBA uh, World Championship. Uh, that was, was a yeoman's effort on the part of law enforcement here in uh, southeast Wisconsin and Milwaukee County. Uh, it one no no one agency could have done that alone. Uh, credit to um, uh, Acting Chief Norman and the Milwaukee Police Department. They are the lead agency. We're the lead agency. They partnered with us uh, right from the outset, and we partnered with other agencies from around the state to help ensure 75,000 people on the outside of the, in the Deer District and 20,000 or more uh, inside Pfizer Forum endured and uh, 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 were able to uh, celebrate uh, a world championship here. And again, we were building on. On the partnerships that we had formed uh, almost two years ago when it was uh, announced that Milwaukee was awarded, awarded the uh, 2020 Democratic, Democratic National yeah. Convention. So those partnerships are long and they're deep uh, and they continue even to this day. Let's do this. Let's go to line one and Steve. Steve, uh, quickly, you have a question to come in? Yes, uh, Hello, Earl. Sheriff Lucas, thanks for taking my call. Yes, um, I just wanted to make a comment about the speeding cars in uh, in Milwaukee County. And I talked to Sheriff Lucas about this about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to say that how, how bad things got from, like, the 1960s up until now. Uh, my friend got a, a speeding ticket driving eastbound on, on North Avenue from 76th to 68th Street, riding on his Schwinn 10-speed bike. <laughs> Officer Bartz gave him a speeding ticket. My brother, my brother replaced the muffler, he replaced the mufflers on his Honda 160 with copper pipes. He put long copper pipes on there. He took off down the road. I could hear him. And five minutes later, I couldn't hear him anymore because he was walking his, he got a, he got a ticket in Wauwatosa, and he, he had to walk his bike back. You wouldn't let them drive it, you know. And and nowadays, that that's common practice, you know. You okay. know, you, you see what's going on, like in, on Hampton and stuff. And and I know you're not responsible for the city of Milwaukee, but you know, you got a lot of those people, those uh, speeding, those speeders, and those uh, those fast and furious car, hey, hey, car Steve, riders. Steve, we got it, man. We we're short on time. Thank you very much for the call, uh, Sheriff Lucas. You want to respond? No, I appreciate the call, Steve, and, and I know um, a number of other callers have uh, the the issue of reckless driving and speeding on their minds. You know, one of the things that I've said uh, now, and again, if I'm the only voice in the wilderness, I'll continue to be that, that there are three areas in which law enforcement can address the issue um, uh, or a community can address the issue of speeding and recklessness. That's through uh, education. Certainly, we can educate the public, whether it's PR campaigns, billboards, education in our schools, driving schools and the like. Uh, we can do education. We can do uh, enforcement uh, that uh, law enforcement um, does in communities all across uh, the country. And then we can do engineering, whether it's redesigning some of the streets, making them narrower, bike lanes, etc., like that. But the one area, uh, Steve, and, and to the listening audience, that this sheriff has said that a group that needs to step up are the automakers. If automakers can make a car that can drive itself <laughs> and make a car that can park itself, certainly they can make a car that can say, this is Earl Ingram driving Earl L. Lucas's car, and he has not given him a permission. Let's slow this car down. Or conversely, a car is speeding through a 55-mile-an-hour a, a zone at 85 miles 
miles an hour and say, hey, if you don't slow this car down, I'm going to slow it down for you. That technology is there. The the autonomous technology that uh, automakers are using on cars to park themselves and drive themselves is 1960s technology from the uh, uh, Apollo moon uh, uh, space mission. So I know that the technology is there. I know they can do it. We just got to have the will and everybody coming together uh, to make that happen. All right. Uh, Brian, quickly, quickly. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, uh, we've got to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. You're tuned into the truth in the afternoon. Earl Ingram filling in for Dr. Ken Harris. My guest is uh, Ernell Lucas. We'll be right back. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the afternoon. Um, I'm Earl Ingram filling in for Dr. Ken Harris. Uh, all week long, we will be celebrating Axe Housing Longest Neighborhood Table Big Week. Axe Housing mission is to help 1,000 Milwaukee renters on their path to home ownership. Milwaukee has the second largest home ownership gap between black and white families in the nation, and now is the time to bridge that gap. Axe Housing provides you with all the tools you need to become a homeowner. They will provide a home buying coach, access to mortgage lending, and assistance with home rehabilitation. Wait no longer. Make your dream of owning a home a reality. Go to axehousing.org to start your journey towards home ownership today. And, uh, you know, uh, Sheriff Lucas, we've... Uh, uh, Kyle, what is you've got a uh, text from the text line? Yes, I do. I have a text here from the talking text line here, Earl. As you see me squinting, let me <laughs> yeah. throw these things on here. So, in the talking text line, someone wanted to know please ask this question Do you feel there's a disconnection in the black and brown communities when it comes to law enforcement? Uh, well, I think the uh, person for sending that message, uh, without a doubt. Uh, there has been um, a loss of trust uh, on 
in the communities of color uh, and the police that serve those communities. And it's uh, part and parcel to some of the acts that we've uh, made in law enforcement, uh, certainly the act uh, that we witnessed in Minneapolis uh, a year and a few months ago was one of the more horrific things we've ever seen, as well as some of the other uh, transgressions that have occurred over time. Uh, but we also have seen um, young men and women serving this community just recently in Chicago, uh, 29-year-old Ella French uh, out serving uh, the people of Chicago, uh, lost her life uh, in serving, serving the people of, of uh, Chicago. And so, uh, yes, we've come a long way um, and have seen uh, the relationships uh, frayed over time. But I'm one who believes that we can build on the belief and the trust that uh, we uh, want good policing in our communities. Uh, we want uh, good men and women coming into this noble profession. And the best way by doing it is having the, the communities uh, of color and the police partnering, working together, and let's solve some issues uh, so that we can stop some of this crime and violence and recklessness in our communities. You, you know, Sheriff Lucas, I always say to people, you, we've got some bad people amongst us. The majority of the people are good. Let's not ever forget that. Mm -hmm. But we've got some bad people amongst us who look like you and I. Mm -hmm. And and for people to act as if that doesn't exist uh, is what's bothered me for a long time. I always say to people, you know, you can say defund the police. You can say all those things you want to say. But you know that there are some people in our community that you don't want to be around. And I know that to be a fact. And they look like you and I. Mm -hmm. So it, without law enforcement, uh, if we think it's bad now, uh, you, you wouldn't be able to even walk the streets at all. So, man, it's good to have you. Uh, what do you want to say to the community as we wrap this up? Well, again, um, I got to tell you, you got 23 seconds. <laughs> I, I, I thank you, uh, Earl, for allowing me to be on the Dr. Ken Harris show, uh, Truth in the Afternoon, uh, with Earl Ingram and Kyle Wallace. Again, for those uh, persons interested in helping do something in our community, get a hold of us at MCSO Recruitment at MilwaukeeCountyWI.gov or call the number 414-278-3000. Uh, we're looking for new people to come into this profession and make our community a better, a strong, and a safe place. All right. See you later.